Hey, and welcome to Epistle, a devotional podcast that goes through the New Testament one book at a time. We're going to keep working our way through Philippians chapter 1, starting in verse 12. And I want you to know, my dear brothers and sisters, that everything that has happened to me here has helped to spread the good news. For everyone here, including the whole palace guard, knows that I am in chains because of Christ. And because of my imprisonment, most of the believers here have gained confidence and boldly speak God's message without fear. It's true that some are preaching out of jealousy and rivalry, but others preach about Christ with pure motives. They preach because they love me, for they know I have been appointed to defend the good news. Those others do not have pure motives as they preach about Christ. They preach with selfish ambition, not sincerely, intending to make my chains more painful to me. But that doesn't matter. Whether their motives are false or genuine, the message about Christ is being preached either way. So I rejoice, and I will continue to rejoice, for I know that you, for I know that as you pray for me and the Spirit of Jesus Christ helps me, this will lead to my deliverance. We notice again here their concern and their gift from the Philippians directed towards Paul. They would have been very familiar with Paul being in prison. Again, pointing us back to look at Paul's history with the Philippians from Acts chapter 16. And we notice here, and I'll point out the fact that we've been talking about this financial gift that they give. Well, how do we know that it's a financial gift? You got to read the whole book, which Paul points out in Philippians 4.15. We also see that as you read the whole book, it's more than just a financial gift that they send. They also send a helper for Paul's ministry in the man called Epaphroditus. And you see him start to be mentioned in Philippians chapter 2, verse 25. Why were these gifts appreciated from Paul? Well, beyond just generosity and beyond just charity, being in prison in the Roman Empire was different than it is like being in prison today. The Romans did not provide housing or food, or any other accommodations or luxuries for their prisoners. Keeping in mind that there's different statuses for being a prisoner in Rome, and Paul, being a Roman citizen that we saw back in the book of Acts, would have been allowed a few more luxuries than would have been allowed a slave who was in prison. A slave probably would have been thrown in a dungeon. Paul is likely under house arrest as a Roman citizen. Still, food and clothes and other expenses would not have been covered. Not to mention here the fact that as Paul sends these letters, it's not like us taking a standard sheet of paper today and just writing a quick little note and sending it in the mail. This would have been a fairly decent expense, finding the resources, sending that letter via someone, via a carrier, to get to the people and the place that it needed to go to. This would have been an incredible expense on Paul's part. So this gift from the Philippians would have helped to cover the cost of his ministry. What exactly is that ministry? Well, in these verses, Paul is encouraging the Philippians to see that his imprisonment is not a setback. Would Paul have had the chance to preach to the palace guard otherwise? That's kind of the question we have to grapple with. Would the people that Paul has been chained to while he's under house arrest have heard the gospel otherwise? It's an incredible opportunity, and Paul recognizes that, and he is rejoicing at the fact that this is an open door that he now has. Also, the fact that he has been removed from his freedom to move about wherever he would like to go has empowered and emboldened others in the city of Rome to preach as well. And not just in Rome, but everybody and every place that has heard that Paul is in prison, 
there has been an uprising of new people who have gone on to preach the gospel in Paul's perceived abstinence. Now, there's two different motives here that come from these preachers. One motive is that people are preaching Christ with pure motives. Others are coming from a place of jealousy and rivalry. Notice that Paul does not mention that these people with bad motives are coming with theological disagreement. He would have called them out. He would have told them to stop otherwise. And yet here we see that they are preaching Christ boldly, but with divisive intentions. Now, which is better? Well, obviously coming and doing all of this with good intentions is better. So it raises the question, why would these people do that? You know, who knows? Why would people preach Christ out of jealousy? Like, how does that even take place? How does that even happen? You know, there's specific examples that you could give, but really nothing tends to stick. And it kind of seems foolish that that would even have to be addressed or mentioned. And yet we see the impact of sin in the realm of jealousy and rivalry that Paul identifies here. And Paul does not allow that to get under his skin and upset him. Again, he looks at the theme of joy as he sees that Christ is being preached regardless of the motives, and he rejoices in that. So our takeaway question for us today is really an opportunity to do some self-assessment. As we see the impact and power of sin, it's an opportunity for us to take a look at the intentions and motives that we have while we share about Jesus. And the self-assessment is an opportunity here for us to see and to examine if we are doing this out of good motives or if we have some sin to repent of. Thanks for listening to Epistle. You can find, follow, and give feedback on our Instagram page at E underscore Pistle. You can find all of the episodes for this podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and please feel free to share them with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.